Okay, we are in Sefer Amos, Perek Dalit, Pasuk Aleph, Shimu Hadavar Hazeh, Parot Habashan. And as promised, the Navi in Perek Dalit begins by turning his prophetic anger at a hitherto very anonymous segment of the Jewish population, specifically the women. And he begins with, listen to me, Paros HaBashan. Is he calling them cows? No. But what he means, Paros HaBashan, as Rashi says, Neshei HaSorim V'Haskanim. These were the wives of the ruling class. The Bashan was the most fertile area for grazing and raising cows. You raised a very pampered, well-fed cow there. And so he's referring to them as the Paros HaBashan. Asher Bahar Shomron, who are in the heart of Samaria. Ha'oshkos Dalim, Ha'ritsosos Evyonim, they who persecute the poor and trample on the disadvantaged, who say to their husbands, come, let us drink, let us luxuriate in our wealth, as it were. And so as the Radak puts it, what these women are doing are instigating their husbands. In other words, if there's not enough wealth or it's a fall off in their exploitation of the poor, they encourage them. Um, what is Rash- Radak says, uh, if they don't have enough money their own, the Balim, Oshkim, they uh, abuse the poor. We've discussed the method of corruption and false verdicts and false prosecutions, they're not, if you don't give it to me immediately, they encourage them. They say, we need this, we've got to have it. And so it defeats, as one of the Mephoshim say, the concept that when Kaddish Baruch Hu created Chava, Yiv, for Adam, it was the Ezer Kenegdo. There was supposed to be a certain opposite in the persona, which many Mephoshim uh, say is good. But here, they're exact mirror images of their husband. They're encouraging them onward to just persecute these poor, uh, disadvantaged people. Nishba Hashem Elohim, Bekatsha, the Kaddish Baruch who swears in his own sanctity, days are coming Aleichem upon you, he's talking to the women, Venisa Esem Bitsinos, Vachrisem Bitsiros Duga. So, Nisa Esem Bitsinos, you will be removed from your haughtiness. It also has other connotations. Sinos is a hook uh, that you catch fish on. You will be hooked. Uh, you will be taken away. You will be taken away in Siros Duga are fishing boats that they used. They were very um, poor man's fishing boats. They carried the fish therein. Um, the Radak 
goes further with that, that not only were they uh, fishing boats, but they were used to carry prostitutes. Women were transported on these boats. And that is the implication here, says Radak, that you are going to be reduced to the role of prostitutes. Uh, and those are the boats that you will be transported on there. Um, coats also can mean the thorns. You will be reduced to poverty and eating uh, thistles and thorns, but you are going to be punished. And what's going to happen in the destruction? You are going to go out through the breaches. Woman after woman. Uh, the Radak says, You're not going to have to trouble yourself looking for legitimate gates out of the city. There are going to be so many breaches in the wall, it's far easier. Just go out onto one of those breaches, which symbolize destruction. The enemy makes the breaches in the wall. You are going to have plenty of them uh, to go out of. And I will, um, I can remove you from your arrogance. Uh, but again, Harmona, says Rashi and other Mephoshim, is a concept of prostitution. You are going to be turned over. Uh, Harmona would be, it almost transliterated, like a harem where you kept the women available for, for men. In other words, you're going to be reduced, uh, prostitutes to totally reduced circumstance. Now the Navi turns away from this topic and says, Bo Beisel, go to Beisel. Beisel, we know it was a notorious place of Avodah Zorah, that's where Yeruvim put the uh, Egel, that's where they made a, a temple to Avodah Zorah. Go to, when you go to Gilgal, Gilgal was the first Mishkan when Yoshua crossed into uh, Eretz Canaan. Now it's a temple. Gilgal became a famous temple. Here will it show up, and he's being sarcastic. Continue to, to sin. Very interesting concept. Bring the Boker Zvachim, You're going to have here in Pasuk Dalit and Hay a very sarcastic, ironic recitation where we're going to show that you and your Avodah Zorah, in other words, you're going to the temple in Gilgal and Beitel rather than the Beit HaMikdash, you are going to bring carbonos and perform acts totally contrary to what you're supposed to be doing. In other words, those who promulgate Avodah Zorah, their philosophy to you is what do you need the restrictions, the chumros, the stringencies. We are going to make it so easy for you. And each one is said sarcastically. Go to the Gilgo. Bring your Zvachim in the morning for three days, your Maser. So we know you can't leave 
sacrifices overnight um, in the Avodah. And you cannot, certainly, not consume them the next morning. And they're saying, bring them. You've got three days. Next Pasuk. The Kater Mechametz Toda. You can leaven the bread overnight and consume them, the Kiranan Devot, and consume them the next morning. You're not allowed to. This is what you want to do. Uh, you want the easiest way out, and they are going to give you the easiest way out. Everything you do, um, we allow you two days, you take three. Um, again, the Torah prohibits leavened bread on the altar. We allow it. Pledged offerings cannot be delayed. We're going to give you any time you want to bring them. In other words, the Navi is totally satirizing their worship. And he's showing how that this is the way of those who lure you into our Lotus Zara. In other words, what do you need to burden yourself down with these chumros, with these um, self-absorbed stringencies? This is easy. You don't have to two days. You can have three days. You can't eat it after overnight. You can have it in the morning. Uh, and that's what we've seen is our history in this thing. Now the Navi gives a very interesting series of calamities that are going to occur or have occurred. We can't, we're not sure because as we're going to see, the tense shifts from um, present to or past rather to future. But they're going to give you five different terrible calamities and end each one. It's going to be like one of those rhythmic prophecies where at the ending you repeat it and it's going to end with below Shaptem or Dain Um Hashem. I did this, I did that, and you didn't even bother returning to the Kaddish world. It didn't make a dent, whatever I do. So let's examine the five. The I gave you clean teeth. Clean teeth isn't a bracha. Clean teeth means that you are, there's famine. Usually the expression is that his teeth are filled with the meat. There's no meat. Your teeth have no consumption of food on them because you are being starved with famine. And bechol yirechem, in all your cities. Bechol ser lechem, bechol mechol moseyem. You um, are absent bread, a total famine. And the refrain, below shavtem adayinu mashem. You didn't return to me. You had no interest in returning to me. Don't do tshuva, says the Kaddish Baruch Hu. I withheld the rain, the rain which is the source of all agricultural growth. In the three months before the harvest, those are the most critical months, I withheld rain those months. And you saw... I would have rain on one city 
and there would be no rain on another. In other words, you couldn't say, oh, this is a nationwide or regional-wide drought. No, this is done selectively so people will say, this can't be coincidental. This has to be the selective hand of the Kodesh that one section will be filled with rain, another section will not, and it can be alternated. The no shtayim shalosharim, and there are two or three cities of Irachas will go to one city that has a sufficiency of water, lishtos mayim, they will not satiate them. And again, you see, they're selective. Some city, the city next to you can have a, a, an abundance of water and you have to go there and it's not enough and you have none. And again, um, you will not, you did not return to me. I struck your crops, those that survived with wind blast. Uh, the green where it turns green, withering. I destroyed your gardens and your vegetables and your vineyards and your fig fields. Your olive trees. The gazam will eat and remember the gazam. Yes. The Navi is telling this to B'nai Israel. He's telling them this prophecy. Yes. So in a sense, he's almost like Moshe talking to Paro, saying, yep. All these bad things are happening. You have to do what you have to do, and you need to do it, right? Right, and it's a good thing you picked power because they're going to liken it to the Mitzrim. They're going to do this is exactly that. Did you want to say that? Like the Mitzrim. So, and what happens? Oh, wait, the Gozem. Remember the Gozem was that locust that we spent so much time with in Yoel. The Gozem that consumes the, the produce. I sent you pestilence like I did in Egypt. I have killed your sons by the sword. In Shovi Susechem. Uh, I have taken your horses into captivity. I've destroyed your camps with fire. In my anger, and again, you didn't make any attempt to return to me. I turned you, I destroyed you. I like I overthrew you like stone in Amora, Vatiyuka or you were like a brand thrown into the fire. And you didn't return to me. So those are the five calamities. Either they happen or will happen, and you made no attempt to return to me in Shuba, or you will not even then make an attempt to return to me in Shuba. Lachain, therefore, Koeselacha Yisrael, this I will do to you. Ekev Kizosa Selacha, he combed the cross Elokecha Yisrael. Very interesting phrase, because I'm going to do this to you. Prepare yourself, literally it means prepare yourself to meet your maker. Uh, which could mean prepare to do tshuva. 
preparing yourself. Before you learn it, that's where we get the halacha of tzvila. In other words, you prepare for tzvila. You prepare by wearing your best garments. You prepare mentally. You prepare by getting there early. So hikon, make preparations. The castle of Kefa Yisrael could be a positive to do the tshuva I'm begging you to do. Um, very interesting, the, the Malbin has a formula that because you didn't obey me, because it brings me such sadness, such anger, that you didn't listen to me, um, that it triggers a whole new round. In other words, your failure to respond to me triggers another more stronger failure. It's like a chain reaction, and more of these terrible Isurim come. Kinei Yotzer Harim Uvorei Ruach I will smash mountains. Um, I will smash the winds, both the mountains and the winds. Because I will tell man what he's talking about, what his conversations are. Rashi has a very interesting formulation there. That when a person is about to take leave of this world, the Kaddish Baruch Hu, as it plays over for him, everything he's ever said, what he said. I can make dawn darkness. I will trod over my altar, says the Kaddish Baruch Hu, Elohates for Oshma, Lord of God. Again, a very dispiriting, depressing Nevoah, but we see where the Navi is going, and he will proceed along this line tomorrow, uh, 8.45 a.m. You won't want to miss it. Ad Khan.